0: Hey guys, DJ here. This is a disclaimer. Applied Materials is a 100% non-profit, fan-made project set within the Orpheus Protocol game system. The Orpheus Protocol is an actual-played podcast and tabletop role-playing game system created by Rob Stith and published by Varkalak Press. If you'd like to know more, please check out the main podcast at www.orpheusprotocol.com and patreon.com slash orpheusprotocol if you'd like to show more support for the main podcast. Thank you for your time, and please enjoy the following episode. Welcome to Applied Materials, an Orpheus Protocol fanserver production. My name is DJ and I will be your host for tonight. Joining me on our journey into the unknown are... Darby as Lucy Mercury Rich as Toby Bork Six as Garrett Hardy Tonight's episode, Lost Sheep Part 6. Lost Sheep contains violence, startling discoveries, cruel war games and a brush with death too soon. Consider this your warning. Previously on Lost Sheep Kohlhaar managed to safely evacuate the survivors of the plane crash and the subsequent viral outbreak to their outpost in Zarya to the south. There, Dr. Volkov explains what he learned from his preliminary studies of the viral contagion, revealing it to be a mix of human DNA, with Draugr DNA. Still reeling from this revelation, the only thing the team can do is wait for a helicopter to take them away from the hellhole they walked into. Right, so last we left off, you guys were at the crash site, shit happened, you went down the mine, and now you're at the bottom of the mine, just ahead of the pool of water, and the big dude has emerged from the smoke and is and is now walking towards you, so roll initiative. Ah, balls.
1: Seven.
2: Seven as well. Jesus. I'm gonna use my discipline reroll on that. Eight. I used my discipline reroll, and it went from a 7 to a 12.
0: Oh, my goodness. Lucy, you're up first. What do you do? This huge, menacing, gas-mask-clad, uniformed man thing has emerged from this cloud of smoke and dirt and is menacingly advancing towards you, war club in hand.
2: Okay, so the only answer is murder. Exciting. And uh, on that note... I'm going to open the skies above this thing and light it up with Baleful Starlight because, uh, yeah, that seems like a good start. Uh, that is a 6. Um, I'll just take a 6. Uh, I'll put 2 temp strain into it to make it an 8.
0: I just, roll, I just rolled a minus 3. Thank you, Lucky Stars. Uh, so that's 4 degrees of success. The base damage on your, base, on your Baleful Starlight is 4 slash 4, so that's 8 slash 4 he's taking.
2: I'm also going to spend 2 Enigmas to give a minus 1 on the day's roll. Gotta go for days to
0: minus one. Ooh, um, that is a minus two on the days with that minus one. Excellent. All right. Guess what? It's you again. Oh, for fuck's sake.
2: Yeah, I'm going to bend for initiative to get uh interrupt initiative. So I'll let two interrupt after that.
0: Great. Toby, it's your turn.
3: Okay, I am, since it's a new scene, I am going to full transform again, and I'm going to spend five spiritual train, and five humanity to do that. So that would be, that's a three initiative full transformation.
0: You growl and snarl as the transformation takes hold of you and you go from rather tall looking dude to even taller looking werewolf.
3: That also sends me into my first tier of um, humanity uh, loss effect.
0: I'm now at 70 humanity. All right. Unfortunately, it's the enemy's turn. As this strange soldier is walking towards you, the air starts to feel a little heavy and dense. And you notice that as he moves in towards you, it almost seems like there is an unnatural wall of fog that seems to follow in his wake. The cloud of smoke that he emerged from seems to grow and billow and swell and encompass the entire arena. The sounds of gunfire coming from the slope above you seem to amplify in volume. The bullets don't strike you, but it almost feels like the number of rounds being expended seems to double, triple even. As this place, this pit seems to shift of its own accord to match the intentions of this entity as he walks towards you he you can see that he is taking a slow measure of the four of you as that gas mask goes from left to right slowly with intent and it settles on toby who is the biggest out of all four of you
3: Toby notices this that his gaze has become fixed and with a stare of of ill intent of intent of violence and he, he squares his feet his very large werewolf feet now and uh, enters into a, uh, a fight like a hand-to-hand combat stance
0: as the entity stomps towards you he raises his free hand and clenches his fist in a crushing gesture. Okay, so I'd like you to roll a dodge check with your dexterity, please.
3: So I'm going to use my uh, my my temp dodge strain for that. And I ended up with a seven.
0: Would you like to spend a strain to break the tie?
3: I do not have to with soldier abilities.
0: Toby, you sense a very slight rumbling at your feet and your predator's instinct tells you to back away immediately. Would you do as long, sharp tendrils of barbed wire burst from the ground and attempt to wrap around the empty space where you once stood? All right, Garrett, it's your turn.
1: Okay. Well, now he's got to deal with the fact that I have I'm up, which is going to hurt because because strike two worlds. I may not be werewolfed up, but it's still going to hurt like a lot. Let's see. Alright, I'm going to use... I'm going to spend a strain to ignore negative dice. So we're looking at plus two. So that's uh, five. And let's push some... Let's push three strain onto it as well. So this would be plus 16 hardened. What the fuck? Yeah, the green axe is nothing to sneeze at.
0: Oh boy. Yeah, he's going to try and parry this. Would you like to spend the strain to break the tie? Absolutely. As you swing your axe heavily down onto this entity, he raises his war club to parry the blow and for a moment, the impact of your axe blade against the barbed wire wrapped head of this war club, it just rings throughout this whole battlefield and even clears a small circle of fog around you. And as the rest of you sort of focus in and see what happened you can see that the axe blade has gone ever so slightly over the creature's guard and buried itself into its shoulder the hilt of your axe garrett rests squarely against the war club it parried the hilt not the blade yeah that's the
1: trick with axes well here's the deal With weapon familiarity, when rolling D3s for damage, with a bonded weapon attack, threes explode once. So I get to roll two additional D3s and add it. So that's six extra on top. The base damage is hardened, the extra is just extra.
0: It's going to spend to negate that, and then it's just going to have to take everything else then. Behold, the green axe. Very dangerous. Very sharp. And that attack costs you two initiative, yeah? Yes. Drops you down here. And it's Kristoff's turn. He sees that you're engaged in melee combat with this big thing. And what Kristoff's going to do is he's going to run around to the side, give himself some distance between the melee fighters and, well, himself. He's going to drop to a knee, raise his rifle, and spend some initiative to take some points of aim. But uh, it's your enemy's turn again. So what happens is... The creature, this entity, this soldier, now that it has locked blades metaphorically with you, Garrett, he reaches forward with his free hand, grabs the shaft of your axe just behind the beard of the blade, and as he pushes it out of his shoulder, he breaks the blade lock and makes a swing at you.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Looks like I'm going to try for a parry.
0: Five. That is unfortunately not enough.
1: Yep, figured it
0: as the soldier hits you, slamming the war club into your side. You can feel the same sort of energy emanate from the club as it did from your axe when you buried the blade into its shoulder. Yep. So you get half armor and damage reduction versus all sources until the end of the round, Ouchie. and you also can't use your toughness bonus for the purposes of reducing this damage. Yep. It's anything like the green axe that's going to hurt so you're taking 11 damage and none of that is soakable
1: well it's a good thing i have a lot of health i have nine boxes oh that puts you two over yeah i've just obliterated
0: i'd like you to roll an up check please up check so basically you are checking your vitality you're, ro- you're rolling a vitality check against two
1: i'm gonna re-roll i, I rolled a-, a plus one so it's a five
0: Yep, you are still up, although that was horribly, horrifically painful. Another miniature shockwave erupts from this melee, clearing another circle of fog around the two of you.
1: It's just a crater in the side of the mine where, <laughs> where Garrett is just stuck. I am not transformed. That was regular, slightly enchanted Garrett.
0: So he sends you sprawling end over end into the dirt. And
2: Garrett is downed.
0: Lucy, it's your turn.
2: Jesus fucking Christ! Um, we're gonna have to bring this thing down a little bit faster than I anticipated. All right. Um, rolling another uh, Bellful starlight. I did not roll as well as I wanted to, so I'm going to take my plus two and move rolling to get a seven.
0: Nice. That is five degrees of success this time. Nice. Okay. That
2: is a nine total then. And it gets to roll against days again to see if it goes up to the full days, I guess. I assume that that thing is probably super bleeding from the accident earlier, right?
0: So he's arterially bleeding. and Now I get to roll daze. But he rolled a flat on this one, so he is still heavy dazed. Toby, Garrett, it's your turn.
1: I'm gonna get up, and that'll be my turn. Toby just watched
3: this giant enemy combatant, this mountain of a soldier, literal mountain, bling Garrett down and to his knees and hurt him grievously um, at the same time. And that just, that just won't do. Toby won't let this happen again anymore. Uh, I am going to spend my one primal instinct I have to make a melee attack at zero initiative, but I'm also dual wielding my claws, so it ends up costing one initiative and one strain and I will spend a physical. And since I am fully transformed, I can take a uh, plus two in lieu of rolling for claw attacks. And I'm going to spend my three rank S uh, attack unarmed for that attack, uh, giving me an eight on the first attack and a nine on the second attack. Toby just flies into this, this giant of a of a ghostly apparition uh, into his side essentially, cause a flurry.
0: So that is five degrees of success on the first one, two on the second one.
3: Toby also gets plus three degrees of success in combat due to soldier abilities.
0: So that's eight degrees of success on the first attack and five degrees of success on the second one. And how much damage are your claws?
3: 4-4 claws with plus 1d3 melee damage plus I have a uh, point of toughness. So the, the roll, the 2d3, the toughness plus the 1d3 from partial transformation savagery was a 3. So that makes it 15-4 for the first one and 12-4. So 15-4, 12-4. Four,
0: oh man you bound across the distance between yourself and this soldier that just clobbered garrett and you sink your claws deep into its body you can actually feel them go through and then burst out the other side a little bit and you can see the soldier drop to a knee as you impale it on your hands it makes a muffled roar of pain as it struggles or at least attempts to struggle back up to its feet. So that drops it down to that. Okay, it's Kristoff's turn. He is going to use that two ticks of aim and fire. Rat-a-tat-friggin-tat. Toby, as you watch this soldier sink to the ground, blood gushing in rivers from the holes in its chest where your claws have sunk deep into its flesh there comes a series of staccato cracks from your right and you feel this thing go limp in your hands as bullets slam into it from Kristoff's rifle combat is now over Kristoff's one rifle burst managed to down it damn i'm going to
1: take this opportunity to chug that panacea i've got rank three
0: you're taking that panacea. It is rank three. So you are take you are recovering one D three plus one wounds of the chosen type. Uh you can also reduce the severity of any condition by one. And you can also recharge one D three plus two strain of all types. Because this is not just a regular rank three panacea. This is regular this is a rank three panacea with both mastery A and B. Ooh. But it tastes like peppermint. It's very pleasing
1: so seven health comes
0: back Oof! nice
1: so that so i've just got two check marks left hooray and you said it's 1d3 for all strain
0: yeah 1d3 plus 2. 1d3 plus 2. Ooh! max so you're recovering five strain of all types
1: so five it's recovered entirely nice. physical strain nine out of 17 and spiritual strain back up to max oh tastes
0: like thin mint it's a very pleasant mint taste
1: The sound of my bones cracking back into place is horrifying, but I feel great.
0: As the body of this soldier sinks to the ground,
1: Let's get going before it gets back up.
0: You can see that within moments of it going still, the pools of blood that are soaking into the dirt seem to start reversing themselves. Slowly, surely rolling back towards the prone form of the soldier.
3: Is it is it slower this time than the, uh, the previous time, or is it at the same approximate speed?
0: Same approximate speed.
3: So seeing that, Toby's going to turn to uh, Garrett and Lucy and say to them, we should probably go one way or the other because it doesn't look like this thing stays down for long, and I don't know how to keep it down permanently.
1: I say, let's just go through the mine, and if we come across this thing again, let's just chop its limbs off and leave it alone.
2: Uh, Christoph, do you have any grenades by any chance?
0: I do, yes, but I'm not quite sure how effective they will be seeing the regenerative capabilities of our foe.
2: Hey, it'll slow the bastard down for a minute.
0: Right, well, I suppose I should probably set some sort of trap. <sighs> Tripwire would work. Give me a moment. But here, first, take this. He digs a hand into a pocket of his vest and pulls out an ID card. And you can see that the ID card has his face, his name, and his old rank as chief of security for applied materials. Oh,
2: um, I've got two questions. One of which is, are you not coming with us? Second is, uh, excuse me, what?
0: It was a long time ago. Have moved on from then, back when the company was owned by someone smarter, nicer, not the psychopath that exists today. You know,
2: I respect a man who can move on.
0: And to answer your first question, I will be right behind you. Just give me a moment to prep this trap, but you need to make sure that my card works first. Yes, yes. The entrance to the facility is underneath the pool of water. Just dive into the pool, it should be right at the bottom. You should find a set of airlock doors with a card reader. Just tap the card on the reader. Hopefully there's too, there should be emergency power and they should let you in,
2: I hope. Excellent. Um, not that I love the smell of wet dog, but I'm not the best swimmer. Does uh, somebody else feel like a better swimmer or should I figure it out? I can do it,
1: Garrett says, and immediately hacks up a little bit of blood. It's like, don't worry about that. Uh,
2: at least it's not a hairball. Here's the card. Good luck, buddy. All right.
0: Right, so I'd like you to make an athletics check with speed to see how fast you get to the bottom of this pool. Seven. So with a seven, you execute a picture-perfect dive into this pool, and you paddle down. Despite the horribly aching wounds on your side, you swim down through the muck. It takes you a little bit to find where this airlock door should be, but you do find it. It is a small, average man-height structure sitting at the bottom of this pool covered by murky water. The structure itself appears to be uncovered. It looks like a sort of squat rectangle sat in the dirt. Off-white metal, no windows, and a pair of double doors with a tiny little card reader on the side. Let's check that card reader. I'd like you to roll a luck check for me, please. Wash. Wash. As you tap the card against the card reader, you can see that for a moment it doesn't light up and you're holding on to the sides of this door. You can't say anything because you're underwater. You remove the card, you tap it again, it doesn't do anything. And when you remove it and give it a moment and tap it again, you can see that there appears to be a little orange light that flashes on the reader before a green light flashes and the door is open. You are swept into this chamber In a rush of water. I
1: should have brought like a chem light with me down here.
0: Lucy, Toby, it has been maybe a minute, maybe two since Garrett dived into the pool. He hasn't come up.
2: Should one of us go after him? Can Lucy peer into the depths to see if uh, she could see him?
3: Has Kristoff set his, uh, improvised, uh, trap for when the, uh, unknown soldier decides to get up?
0: Uh, he is in the process of doing it. You turn around and you can see Kristoff fiddling with the body. He appears to be sticking fry grenades into the dirt underneath the body and then tying trip wires from the pins into this thing's belt. So you can tell that if it stands up, it'll pull the pins and then explode. But he's in the process of using up all the grenades he has on him.
3: Can I roll to assist him to get that done much faster? Toby has uh, Craft Anti-Personnel Devices and knowledge, demo- knowledge Demolitions, so...
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead and roll me a Knowledge Demolitions check with your Cognition, please.
3: I'm gonna spend uh, three Mental strain that I can on that. So that's a six.
0: Alright, you head over to Kristoff and... Are you still transformed or have you shrugged off the transformation now?
3: I shrugged that off at the end of the scene. I'm just partial transformed for the day.
0: All right. You attempt to assist Christoph as best as you can. The work proceeds at a steady, if slightly better pace. Now that you are helping him rig these improvised explosives into a trap. Lucy, what do you do?
2: All right. So here's a fun rules interpretation question. How would you say that Impossible Geometries interacts with uh, swimming?
0: You're going into a liminal space, so I assume you would slither your way through where the water would be. Because, after all, impossible geometry does not obey the regular laws of physics. You're you, you are not swimming through water, you are swimming around the water, if that makes any sense. Yeah,
2: alright. In that case, uh, one of Lucy's tattoos is going to flash brightly for a second as she suddenly vanishes into reality and goes to see what the fuck's going on with her werewolf buddy. So that's another humanity. I think that's another sanity, if I remember correctly, too. And down she goes.
0: Alright, you... Slither your way down around the water, heading into the liminal space between worlds as you journey to the center of this pool to try and find what happened to Garrett. And you find Garrett floating inside this strange, rather large-looking airlock chamber after having just been swept inside by the inrush of water from the doors opening. He's conscious, but obviously he doesn't see you.
2: Does he look like he's going to be able to get in successfully, safely.
0: Oh, he's he's already in. So pretty much Garrett is pressed against the doors on the other side of the chamber as water is rushing into this chamber. By your calculations, Lucy, it'll probably take another moment or two for the chamber to fill fully, and then Garrett can start swimming against the current. He looks fine. Fine, probably. But the doors are open and the card works, which means you should probably do something about that.
2: Yeah, um, I think Lucy's going to book it back up, and try to drag the other two as fast as humanly possible in there.
0: Or possibly magically. What uh, what rank is your impossible geometry at again?
2: It's only at one, but actually, since she has extra enigma lying around, she can activate rank three. She's got two enigma conveniently. So uh, that's an extra spiritual stream being spent to um, warp back up right behind the other two as they finish up the grenades. Hopefully not scaring them into pulling the pins. Pop up behind them. Guys, we gotta go now. The airlock's open, we're good to go.
0: Toby, you finish tying off the last of these trip wires and you watch Kristoff slowly, gingerly set the rapidly healing body of the soldier back down on top of this trio of grenades that you have tied to his belt. And Christoph says, Right, that's it. Come then, let's go. Let's we, we there is no time to waste. And you can see Kristoff drop the rifle onto the side of the pool and then just dive into said pool and disappear beneath the surface. I'm going to use some possible geometries because uh, she's going to fucking drown if she tries to swim. Toby, I'd like you to roll an athletic check with speed to see how fast you swim.
3: So using my temporary athletic strain, I get a six, so I get full speed. The big werewolf feet really help propel you down into a, you know, dark, cavernous hole full of water.
0: As you swim through this murky pool of muddy rainwater mixed with other things that you can't fathom you pass over the form of Kristoff not swimming walking down the bottom of the pool because it appears that the Russian is a bit too heavy to actually swim Lucy you also see this as you slither your way through the liminal space past Toby and Kristoff to once again rejoin Garrett in this rapidly flooding airlock speaking of Garrett, I'd like you to roll an Endurance check with your Vitality to see just how long you can continue holding your breath.
1: Yeah, That's another plus one, and I got f- use uh, the three-temp strain from Endurance Mastery, uh, so it's an eight.
0: You're fine. You've been braced against the other door of this airlock for a while. Water has been rushing into the chamber to fill it, and as the water starts rising towards your head, you take a big old breath, and submerge yourself just as you see the dark forms of first Toby and then Kristoff enter your vision. Toby, as you approach the airlock, you can see that the doors are open and you can see the blurry form of Garrett pressed up against the top corner of this airlock chamber. The water is almost to the roof, but the doors are open and you can get in easily. Kristoff follows in behind you. And as the rest of you pile into this chamber, he is the last one in and he slams his hand on a button on the inside doorframe. The airlock doors slowly close and once they close, you hear a whole bunch of noise as on the outside of this chamber, you hear motors, and then the water level starts dropping as what you suspect are pumps slowly but surely push water from the inside of the chamber back out within the span of a few minutes all three of you are standing in a relatively dry airlock chamber but all of you are soaking wet you don't know where lucy is because she's not here
2: uh oh like we're head short he's gonna pop out with a little boo <laughs> Fuck. hey guys how's the swim you seem a little uh damn
1: brisk so I'm probably going to want to get, like, a shot or something after the mission here. That water was disgusting.
2: So, uh, Christoph, what are we looking at here?
0: Is airlock. Nothing special. Once the water is fully drained from the chamber, we are able to open the inner door. Must
2: be some uh, sensitive electronics in there, I'm guessing?
0: Very sensitive. Although it should be running on either auxiliary or emergency power. Because this facility has not been used in years, at least. He takes the card from Garrett. Walks over to the other chamber door. Taps the card on a reader next to it. The door slides open. And it admits you into a rather long hallway. It is brightly lit by white lights that run the span of the hallway. You can see that the walls are windowless. And you can also hear the gentle hum of ventilators in the ceiling.
1: Is it all just emergency power? Wow.
0: Indeed. One thing I can tell you about my former employers. Well abilities in with regards to powering their facilities a lot of it is renewable energy geothermal so even on emergency power the lifeblood of the earth itself helps to keep these facilities brightly lit
2: but so they're ready to go till the uh, end of the world doesn't work
0: pretty much yes come we do not have much time i estimate maybe a minute maybe more before that thing up there regains its mobility
2: what is that thing is that with applied materials or did we just get unlucky with the uh, local fauna
0: i have to believe that it is a pawn of my former employers although it is not something that i would have witnessed or at least not that i remember these americans they are pretty recent hires by the looks of it but and by pretty recent i mean within the last few years obviously it does not fill me with a lot of hope but we must press yeah.
1: the club kind of felt very similar to the act to my axe
0: then that only means that they have begun employing special kinds of people like you like i said not good
2: Do you think they'll be able to let it into the facility without it um murdering fuck out of them as it were
0: i believe that wh- whatever that thing is the people that control it, have some method of controlling it willingly. From what I saw out there, it doesn't appear to be, well, at the very least, capable of more intelligent thought than just hunting, killing. I don't know, I'm just speculating, but it appears to be the case, at least.
2: Well, let's move quick then. Get the fuck out of here as quick as we can. What are we looking for in here?
0: This is an old transit facility. As the four of you are making a quick walk down this hallway, Christoph gestures to the uh, space in front of him and says, way back when applied materials sunk a lot of money into the diamond mine here in this town. It was a legitimate business venture, but it also ensured that they could use the space here at the bottom of the mine to construct transit facility. You see, for the longest time working right underneath Everyone's noses, Applied Materials, was constructing an underground tunnel network that connected a lot of their facilities. Admittedly, it was for legitimate reasons, mainly the transport of raw materials from one place to another for processing. Although in recent memory, some of these tunnels have been decommissioned and their facilities left abandoned as the company has moved on to more sinister ventures. Some of these trains still run, others don't. And if I remember correctly, the facility down here is one of the decommissioned ones. However, the fact that it is still powered means there might be some trains left in this facility for us to use to get away from this place. Go for that. The four of you continue down this short hallway up to another security door. Christoph taps his card, it beeps, the door slides open, and it admits you into a rather large lobby slash foyer area. You can see that there is a reception desk. There are benches around here, some fake potted plants. The area is rather nicely lit. It's normal, plain white lighting. And of course, there is literally no one here.
2: You know, I think this is where about half my nightmares start.
0: In empty room.
2: Ugh, empty office room. Ugh.
3: Toby would turn to Garrett at this point and uh, and say to, say to Garrett, at least this place is a lot quieter than the last one you and I had to deal with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last office building was uh, quite the party.
0: Christoph kind of raises an eyebrow at you, but says nothing.
1: Technically office. I wouldn't call it a building. It's definitely not more like a building
3: <laughs> More like a pile of twisted meadow at the bottom
2: of the sea. Yeah. What have you boys been up to while I've been gone? Oil rig. Ah. Well, former oil rig. Foil rig, as it were, after you foiled it.
0: Kristoff makes his way around the reception counter, and you can see that he looks to be assessing the state of a computer that sits there. And he says, Well, looks like the facility's power grid extends to the computer systems here. Let me see if I can log in using my old credentials. In the meantime, the three of you should be looking for a transit area. It will look like one of your, uh, uh, what's it called? Subway stations, yes, I think. All right. Or a train station. It should be somewhere further into the facility. Here, I'll mark it on your map.
2: Okay, we split up. We check a direction. We come back in, say, five?
0: Like five minutes in, five minutes back? Regardless of how long you choose to take, I I would like all three of you to make individual investigation checks with your cognition. I'm
1: okay at that. Thinking isn't really one of Garrett's strong suits, but, you know, whatever works.
2: I'm going to use my plus two in lieu of rolling, three temp strain, and uh, I think Lucy's main thought at this point is I'm getting through this and I'm fucking retiring, which conveniently is one of her motivations, which uh, if that fits, that would bring it up to a 13.
1: Good God. Uh, let's see, I rolled a, a plus one, so it's not all that high. That's like three. Let's <laughs> spend like two mental strain on that, so it's at least a five
3: i ended up with a three and that's all i got for this one
0: all right garrett and toby the two of you the two of you split off in different directions and garrett you come across staff dormitories and locker rooms where presumably the staff of this facility would have lived showered changed and rested if you could uh,
1: go into those lockers it's probably gonna see if there's anything left over in them especially clothes Since, uh, he basically did that entire last fight naked. Alright, he still had pants. He still had the pants, though.
0: I'd like you to roll a luck check for me, please.
1: Okay. Ow. Ugh. Minus three.
0: You open locker after locker after locker and find empty hangers and pretty much nothing. This place looks like it has been cleaned out. Toby, you don't really... You round a few corners go down a few hallways and somehow you end up right back in the lobby area where you started. Christoph looks up from his work and says, Did you find it? Not at all. This place is a maze, isn't it?
3: It is quite amazing.
0: Lucy, as you watch Garrett and Toby split off and do their own thing, you take a moment to first observe the area that you're in. And within a few moments, you spy a hallway it seems to be blocked off by a security door that requires a card reader. You quickly accost Christoph of his ID card once more, and you beep it on the card reader. The door opens, and it leads you down a slightly longer hallway. The sound of ventilation is a lot louder here, and this hallway seems to extend for quite some time until you reach the end and find yet another security door, you do the same thing. And as it opens up, it admits you into what you might recognize as an underground subway station. It even looks very familiar to the sort of subway stations that exist in the northern parts of the United States, like in built-up cities like New York. There's a bunch of... there's a bunch of support pillars everywhere. It's brightly lit. There is one single platform that ends at a set of train tracks that extend down two lengths of tunnel that go as far as you can see. There are sets of benches, and you can see at the end of the... there is what looks to be a control center.
2: I assume there's no actual trains in this train station, though. No. Bragic. Um She's going to casually jog over to the control center to see if there's anything of interest in there.
0: All right. The control center is a rather moderately sized room, large glass windows, and you can see inside that there appears to be a few lockers, some office chairs, obviously the wall that is directly in front of you. You can kind of peer down the window and see that there are a bunch of consoles just underneath the window, and you also see a door on the side. There doesn't appear to be any signs of recent human activity in here. Everything looks to be caked in a good layer of dust.
2: I think. But, uh, you know what? That's satisfactory. We found the subway station. That's all we needed. Or, not all, but it's a start. You know, just gonna go get the others. Not gonna try to touch any buttons without some explicit guidance from the person who, you know, used to work here.
1: Probably the only person
2: who actually reads Cyrillic. Yeah, that too. Lucy does not read any Cyrillic whatsoever.
0: You jog your way back to the main area. You can see that Toby's here for some reason.
2: Toby, did you also find it?
0: No, not at all.
2: Good. Glad uh, to see that I'm useful today, then. I uh, figured out where it was, at least. Oh, God damn it! We have absolutely no idea where Garrett is.
0: Garrett, you're still scrounging for clothes in the locker room. What do you do?
2: I think he's got to
1: give up. Actually, no. He's going he's gonna to take one more look. See if you can
0: find anything useful. One more luck check. Plus one. Inside a, inside a locker that still appears to be labeled, you find a set of uniforms that appear to be in wearable condition.
1: Good. And it's just one uniform or?
0: Yeah, just one uniform. It's very plain. Looks like it's drab navy blue colored. It's got a little applied materials logo on the, uh, on the back. It's like a polo t-shirt and slacks. No shoes, which is a sad and unfortunate.
1: Well, beggars can't be choosers. He's gonna slide on the polo, even if it's not the best fitting.
0: It's a little tight in places. Clearly, you can tell that whoever this shirt was meant for, they are smaller than you.
1: That's not that hard of a feat anymore.
0: Lucy and Toby, you see Garrett re-emerge with a navy blue polo t-shirt on him that it looks like one size too small for this poor guy.
1: All right. Good news, bad news. Uh, bad news, found nothing. Nothing useful. Good news, I got a shirt. Other bad news, no shoes.
2: Whole place stripped bare. Looks like you hit chest day one too many times for that shirt, maybe. Maybe. Good news is I found the subway. Uh, bad news is um I actually don't have any bad news, huh? Weird.
0: Kristoff says, "Well, it looks like the train tracks here are still powered and." The station itself appears to still be connected to the rest of the network. Although, to be fair, trains haven't run here in some time, so I might have to figure out a way to divert one of the trains here. Uh, Did you find, perchance, a... uh, Did you you manage to find a control room of sorts at the station?
2: Yes. Yes,
0: I did. Okay, good. Let us make our way there. And as the four of you leave... You feel the shockwave before you hear the muffled explosion come from outside.
2: He's awake. Or he was awake. Maybe not so much now. He stays down for another uh, couple of minutes. More importantly, let's hope that the uh, mercenaries behind him don't uh, figure out how to get to us before we get too far.
0: Yes, here's hoping that the smokescreen that creature so generously provided concealed our escape. Come, we do not have much time left. Let's go. Yeah. The four of you run into the station and Lucy, you'd lead everyone towards the control room. Kristoff once again, takes his ID card from you, taps it on the door. The door beeps. It opens and it admits all four of you. You can see that the control room is labeled in both English and Cyrillic. There appear to be some lockers in here along with a big old world map with a couple of lights on it. Christoph points at the map and says, this is what I was looking at on the computer. It is, it is the transit network that spans, well, the world. These tunnels join to different places here and there. Places of interest to applied materials.
2: Does the map actually span the world?
0: It does. You can see many different little lights green, yellow, red, in many different places all over the globe. Christoph kind of stands on tiptoes and points to one of them and says, this is where you are right now. And you can see that it kind of roughly corresponds to where you would be on a world map, but you know, since it's smaller. Can we take a picture of this map? Sure, except your phone is soaked in water. Hey, Lucy, can you take a picture of this with your phone? Mine's uh,
2: waterlogged. Yeah, Lucy, dutifully. Takes out her phone, which I assume has absolutely no service, right?
0: Actually, you'd be surprised to find that it does have service. Huh.
2: Neat. She takes a couple of photos, making sure that they're good resolution, and uh, also sends them off to the handler with a quick note. Hey, uh, found this subway map? Question mark? Quick update. Also, we're underground. With a thumbs up.
0: You send off the message, and not a moment later, you get a phone call from JP. Hey, JP, how's it going? It seems that my fears were mostly unfounded. These pictures that you sent me, it appears to be a train station underground, yes?
2: Yeah, and it looks like, shockingly, the United States has an actual functional subway system now? Crazy. We really do live in the future.
0: Right, well, well, I can tell you one thing, that we are safe. Us and the other survivors, we are safe. The moment that... We learned that you were in trouble. We started the evacuation immediately. We are currently back in Zarya, ferrying the last of the survivors out of here by helicopter.
2: What's the plan with the zombies, by the way? I'm hoping not nuke or some equivalent. Because that seems a bit aggressive.
0: That I do not know, but I do know this. Orpheus needs us out of here, post haste. And that means leaving the city to our enemies. This situation is too dangerous for us to establish a firm foothold here. We are outnumbered, we are outgunned. There are many innocents here in our care. We cannot risk them at the moment.
2: And of course, the sound speakerphone, so that any of the other three are able to respond as we're going.
1: You're already evacuating. Might as well bomb the place. We'll get out of here as quickly as possible as soon as we get these rails up and running.
0: Right, well, wherever the train puts you, I hope that we will be in contact again soon. Otherwise, uh, it was a pleasure serving with, with the, uh, the four of you. Good luck. You will need that luck more than me.
2: We'll be good. Don't you worry.
0: All right. I'll be in touch. And uh, he hangs up. Nice guy.
2: Can never read him. Are we able to call a train here? or?
0: While you were in the midst of that phone conversation, uh, Christoph was busy fiddling with the controls on the consoles that you'd spotted earlier, Lucy. And he says... Well, it is uh, rather unfortunate, but there don't appear to be any trains docked within this station. Or at the very least, uh, all the nearby depots appear to be empty. However, there appears to be activity within another station. And he goes from the console back over to the map, kind of scans it for a moment, and then moves past the three of you and and checks one of the lights that is blinking green on the map and says, Here? But the facility has been decommissioned for so long. Huh. I wonder. And he goes back to the console. You can see that in addition to the very typical buttons, monitors, and other things, there is also a phone with a keypad. He dials a number quickly into the keypad, brings the handset to his ear, kind of waits for a few moments. And then you can see his eyes go wide as he says, I don't believe it. Yes. Yes, 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 please. And he removes the phone from his ear and then hands it over to one of you and says, it is your employee. It is someone who works with your employers. They are looking to talk to one of you.
2: Uh, Garrett, Toby, one of you two. All right. This is
1: dog walker
4: what dog walker What do do you have dog walker do you have a name garrett is is that garrett hardy that's the one good 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 uh been a while since i heard uh from another orpheus agent uh my name is chihiro Omoy. um and uh i heard that you could use a little bit of help
1: i wouldn't be i wouldn't be opposed to any help how about you guys
4: um you're you're in a train station, right?
1: Yeah, like a subway station kind of thing.
4: Right, 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 right. Uh yeah. We're also in a train station. Um you guys are in trouble. We can send the train over to you. It might take a little while, but we will also be on the train.
1: Okay. Uh who are you exactly? Mr. Amoy. That
4: it's Miss Omoy, oh but just just call me Chihiro.
1: Miss, I'm sorry. It's hard to tell with static.
4: It's me and two other Orpheus agents. Uh, we're going to use this train to get away from this fucking awful place.
1: Well, it's probably for the best then. Uh, yeah, if you can get here and get here before Tall, uh, Dark, and Unkillable comes through, uh, we'd be pretty happy.
4: It, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't even want to know. Um,. See about powering this thing up we will be there, uh, you know. Um, uh, can, uh, can you put the Russian guy back on the line? I, I need to ask him something.
1: Alright.
0: You hand the phone back to Kristoff. He listens for a moment. He turns around to consult the map and then turns back to the console, consults a few other figures and says, roughly 20-25 minutes. It will take a while. Admittedly, the route between your station and ours is not the most direct. Right. Right, right. Okay. Get here as fast as you can. We have a a very bad situation on our hands. We cannot afford to waste any more time. And then he hangs up and uh, turns to the review and says, Well, if you really want to see the new generation of public transport, you're expecting a train from Japan within the next 20 minutes. I'm sorry?
2: Gotta love your,
1: <laughs> You gotta love the rest of the world's public transit. Are these trains made by Aperture or something? Supersonic train, we finally reached it.
0: Well, the technology is proprietary to applied materials, unfortunately. And it's not something they are very likely to re- relinquish a hold of into the public domain.
2: Voluntarily, at least.
0: It obviously ensures their monopoly on the transport industry. In the meantime, though, we have to wait. As unfortunate as that sounds, and I do not know how long it'll take for them to realize that we are down here. In the meantime, though, we should, I don't know, show up defenses or something for the, for the inevitable.
2: How likely are we to be able to outrun that thing?
0: Very likely. It didn't appear to be too fast on its feet, at least not what I saw. Because we could
2: give it the old runaround for a bit while we uh, wait for our new friends to arrive.
0: You said the electricity is up, right? Yes, yes it is.
1: If we got like 15 minutes and enough audio equipment, we could probably hook up like a decoy. Or even
2: do a real life decoy if we really need to.
0: Well, whatever it is, I will leave the planning to the three of you. I still need to make sure that the train reaches this destination on time, or earlier, if I can manage it. Which means you three are going to have to run the diversion yourselves. I have to stay here and make sure everything is in tip-top shape. In Germany, the
2: trains might run on time, but in Russia, they run early.
0: Indeed they do. Good luck to the three of you. I'll let you know by radio if I am able to get the train here faster. That's
2: good. Best of luck, my friend.
0: Knowing what we face out there, I think the luck should go to you.
2: Yeah, we'll be fine.
0: This has been Applied Materials. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you to Rich for playing Toby Bork. Darby for playing Lucy Mercury. Six for playing Garrett Hardy. Do follow the show at Applied Maths on Twitter to keep up with the podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Good night. The survivors of the plane crash awaken in a hospital where they are being cared for by friendly faces, but danger has not yet passed them. Next time, on the rest is silence.